0: the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV.
1: This. This.
0: This is is AV 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 Nation.
1: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 151, recorded Friday, July 11th, 2014. Wrap your poll. AV Week is brought to you by Middle Atlantic Products, who invite you to stop by their new, customer-focused website. Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. Ready. A-V-A-V-Week. Performing. Scan. Week. Online. This is A-V-Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news, and information. My name is Tom Albright. Uh, I'd say welcome back to myself, but that sounds a little narcissistic. Welcome back to you, the listener who, who likes me more than George. Both of you. Uh, George Tucker uh, filled in for me last week uh, so I could recover from Infocom. Uh, basically, I made him not recover, and now he's recovering this week. Uh, with us uh, this week is Mr. Bradford Ben from Harman International. How are you, sir?
0: I'm okay. How are you, Mr. Albright, sir? Feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I
1: know. It's an inside joke because Bradford and I have spent the last three days together. <laughs> on, in some <laughs> plus in, Infocom. S- yeah, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, plus Infocom. So, uh, and also with us is Mr. Rich Fragosa from FregosaDesign.com. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good. In the words of Ernie Banks, "Let's play 2. That's They'll, very uh, nice. Play Pulling double duty this week. That's uh, that. Yeah,
1: because he was on state of control. I've actually spent a lot of time. State of control. With you, both yeah. Of you. We bookended it. Yeah, and that's kind of sacrilegious because you're a Giants fan. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Right. It, it's Ernie Banks. You know, you it, can't, it, Yeah, it, that's it, true. It,
2: it, 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 you know, at that point, you just got to let it go. Yeah.
0: There's there's certain respect you have for players, even if they're not yours. It's, it's like good. Like I, st- go I still respect Wayne Gretzky, even though he was a flipping Ranger.
1: Well, Wayne Gretz. I was gonna say Wayne Gretzky and and Gordy Howe. Right. Because yes. I'm a blues fan, and, and it's almost sacrilegious again to to enjoy anyone that wears a a a, a Red Wing jersey or Blackhawk jersey, brother. huh?
0: Preach on! I hate the Red Wings. <laughs>
1: so that's for my that's for my brother uh, Kevin Icelly. So in yes, you, you, you to ready. the
2: box, and then you feel shame. Right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: if my uh, hand go up and <laughs> become icing. Punches <laughs> down ice. Uh, all of our podcasts are brought to you by the fine folks at Middle Atlantic Middle Atlantic Products. Uh, go by the website. We'll talk about them in a, in a few minutes. But uh, they've revamped their entire website. Uh, our friend Becky Duck, uh, Becky Villarreal, uh, is in charge over there. So check them out, Middle Atlantic, uh, what great systems are built on. A couple things real quick. Uh, who cares that LeBron James has just announced that he's going back to Cleveland?
0: Do they have a hockey team?
1: Yeah, no, no. But yeah. you said they did. You said they have a yeah, minor they, league hockey they team. They
0: have a minor league hockey team, the Cleveland Lumberjacks, which I should Google and make sure they're still in business. But basketball is a waste of ice hockey space.
2: Yeah, some of the posts were is Like in other basketball news, Michael Jordan rolls his eyes.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan rolls another twenty million, just and in, in wipes with it. So, uh, all right, we're, we're quickly, and, and I don't want to make uh, I don't want to make light of this, but I don't want to uh, spend too much time on this. There's a reason you two you two are, are on this broadcast, and there, there's a reason I, I sent an email out to bo- email out to both of you, and I said I want both of you won on the same week. Tell me when that is, right? Uh, Because of both of your crazy schedules, Um, Bradford is a literal globetrotter and and rich programs um, everywhere from the Bangor, Maine, all the way down to Southern California on a regular basis. Um, Three years ago, I had Google Plus had just come into fruition, Uh, and I was screwing around one day on Google Plus. I was a tech manager for a small community college outside of St. Louis, and like, hey, there's this cool thing called Hangouts. And I'm like, well, what the, what is this thing? And, uh, you know, again, I'm nobody. I'm still nobody. And, and you know, I'm just, just screwing around. And, and this very nice gentleman, industry veteran and, and, and very intelligent man uh, who happened to work for Crown, i.e. Harmon, uh, and an accomplished programmer um, and, again, very accomplished and, and important to the industry, said, yeah, sure, we'll hang out with you. Um, that's those two gentlemen right there. So three years ago, I actually met you, Mr. Fagoza, and you, Mr. Bradford, on this very platform. Oddly enough, uh, and this is this was the genesis of AV Week, right? This was the genesis of, of AV Nation. Said so, you know after our conversation, and I, I can't even remember at this point what we were chatting about. Um, yeah, I think at
2: that point it, it was the can, can, let's see if this thing works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was the, that was, was the, the first. One. We were beta. Yeah, I mean, that- it was that
0: moment of I have a walkie-talkie. Oh look, someone else has a walkie-talkie. Let's have some fun. On the
2: same frequency. <laughs> Woo um, yeah, yeah, we were CB buddies yes. in the new in the millennial age. Um, but no, I I remember it. It was um, kind of the launching point for a lot of us in terms of just focusing on social media and mm-hmm. leveraging social media and how it all came together. Um, I know for me, it was it was the beginning of how am I going to look at this technology? Obviously. Yeah more and more people are going to be using it and we needed to get up to speed on it. And, uh, you know, I, and, and more than anything else, thank you for building something out of nothing. I mean, we just have, I, I feel like I just showed up to the party, you know I
1: mean? You guys, you guys did the lake work. No, I'd say that, that both of you and, and, and there are a lot of people, I mean, everybody from George Tucker and, and Michael and, uh, Matt Scott and Don Mead and, and now Harry Mead and, and uh, Chris Netto and a bunch of folks um, have gathered around us and, and have helped build this. So so thank and you Johnny, both. Even, for,
2: even little Johnny Moda. Even little Johnny <laughs> the, the Moda. Bring out your dad. The oh podcast my gosh. one,
1: Bring Out Your dad. Yes. yes. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode one or two, I think. It was one. It was
2: 000, one. I think is what we labeled it originally.
1: Well, zero, zero, zero was the first one. That was with Tucker and Linda Frembes. Um, Frembis. Frembus, sorry. I always screw up her name. Uh, and my buddy Michael Drain. I always
0: screw up her name, but I get Rich's right. So it's it's all good.
1: Okay, well. And actually, for the longest time, when I tweeted, I tweeted Rich's, uh, Rich ta- uh Twitter tag, tag wrong. Um, I always I think I always added an extra F, like RF for, Forgoes. I wanted to have him to have a middle name of F. So I was like, anyway. Exactly. So anyhow, thank you to both very much uh, for saying yes. So hang for hanging out with me and uh, three years ago and and helping us build this. And uh, both of you said, you know, almost immediately when I said, hey, I have this crazy idea. Both of you said, yeah, sure, cool, let's do it. So let's so have some you. fun. Let's have some fun. That's it. All right, let's have some fun then. Uh, I think a couple I had things. Hair then. Huh? I think I had hair then. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I didn't have this. You did. You didn't have that. That's like recent. The the if you're listening to the podcast, it's it's not quite a Fu Manchu because you don't have the top part of the Fu Manchu, but you have a very long goatee.
0: Yes, the wife did not like the mustache, but she likes the goatee. So then that's all that acceptance
2: factor.
1: That's all that. And and this with me, this is uh, three months of no shaving.
2: Impressive. Yes, you like I, that, and and this is three hours. Actually, <laughs>
1: Jeez, <so.
0: shut> <laughs> this is somewhere in the middle of that. This, this is it, I like it because whenever I whenever I'm stroking it, I'm thinking evil thoughts. Even
1: this when you're not stroking. This is also why Brad it.
2: and I are not on the same show because we spend the first six minutes actually
1: just talking about nothing. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. However, I still think my favorite Rich Fergosa story.
1: Okay, is it is, is it airworthy? I,
0: yes, it's okay. airworthy. So I'm sitting in my office in lovely Elkhart, Indiana. I might have been drinking my classic after-lunch beverage of Starbucks, and I get this call from a coworker of mine, of the Hey, I'm in New York City. I'm working on this. I got some questions. Blah blah blah. And then about 30 seconds later, a tweet pops up, or something came up from Rich, of I'm in New York City. I'm working on this BSS thing. Can you give me a hand? And it took me about 15 seconds to realize. They were standing in the same room together.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: At, at which point I go, uh, tell Rich I said hi, and I'll get you guys the codes or something like that. Yeah. So that, was, that was one of those great moments of it, of my, my brush with greatness with Mr. Fragosa was the,
2: you know, I can blow had,
0: someone's mind from a couple thousand miles.
2: We, we had our own inception moment on the, uh, gosh, 53rd floor of the W Hotel in Times
1: Square. Yeah. yeah. And, see, I'm just excited when one of my programs work, you know, on the ground. So there. am
0: I. Trust me. There, I spent last night chasing down a clock sync problem on USB to AES. So, oh, geez. yeah, it's the little things.
1: It's the little things. Uh, all right. So let's let's talk about, you know, uh, things a little bit more exciting than, you know, LeBron James and, and the inception of, of A B Week. Uh, my... my uh, my buddy, my pal, my, my soulmate, when it comes to OLED, Don Mead emails me this yesterday. It's like, yes, this, now, from our buddies at Gizmodo and from the files of, please, God, just make this happen so we can all move on. The flexible 18-inch screen, OLED from LG. If you're not watching it, you should be watching the video because, holy crap, the the diameter of this roll is the size of a paper towel right it's the size of a paper towel uh cardboard center <sighs> come on and i know i i even wrote a blog post saying the oled was dead uh because it feels like it is right both sony and samsung have have given up the ghost but lg's like chugging along and putting out crap like this just to tease us um bradford i'll let you do the, the do the anchor on this one rich where i mean where are we at with this right uh is this just another um you know uh not vaporware because obviously it's a physical it, it really is doing it um but i mean are we gonna see this anytime soon or are they just kind of teasing us with with this just to you know, i don't know to, to increase interest in lg or something
2: well i i ironically enough it was um right when i we got the um the link to this uh not more than a couple hours later, I get a message from my wife saying, "Check this out. Oh, this nice. is really cool." So, for me, um, you know, for it for it to be news that excited her, I went, "Hmm, mm-hmm. okay." Yeah. You know, the concept itself there there's a lot more traction to it than um, you know just maybe us kind of geeking out over it. Um, you know, again, my feeling is is that it's it's Once they get it focused on mobile, I think they threw out kind of, yeah, and someday we'll make one that's a 60 inch TV. I think that's just kind of the tag on that they've made to it. And they're Um, making it
0: Ultra HD.
2: Exactly. You You know, I mean, you you look at the resolution, you look at everything that, you know, the initial specs with it. You know, I just kind of keep going to, okay, how are you going to power it? How's it going to last? You know, if you think about, you know, tablet and phone theft. (laughs) <laughs> that's occurring at this point in those percentages. That if you've got your little rolled up OLED screen, that's basically kind of like carrying a newspaper under your arm. Mm-hmm. You wonder how many people are going to get mugged for their OLED screens at that point, carrying their little virtual newspaper around. So it's, you know, again, I, my, I will, I, I keep coming back to it. If, if they make it work in mobile, and they get the um, kind of the economy of scale set up for it, because um, again, in the old days, it used to be, you know, why was a forty-two inch plasma so expensive because that was as big as you could get the glass yes and then it got more expensive so when the 60 and the 103 inch plasmas came out the, the price has plummeted why because you can get four or five out of that same piece of glass so you know the manufacturing process is reversed at this point you know they're going small and then saying we'll see if we can make it bigger but at that point you know if you think about it i mean just the defect level you know it, it's you know how prohib- how cost prohibitive would it be at that point to throw the equivalent of, you know, kind of thumbtacking your TV onto the wall at that or, point? Or better be cool? yet, I mean, here's
1: the thing, but better yet, um, we, we just posted a, a booth tour we did at Infocom of Draper. And I've said this before, I'm looking for, because I come from the world of education, right? I'm, I come from, from higher ed. I'm looking for the day when Draper teams up with LG and makes it an all-in-one pull-down screen and you put a HDMI port in the back and power and that's everything, right? So you you've got it to where the the uh, the diameter that you can roll this thing is such that they that draper can put an LG flat OLED on one of their spools and you pull it down, you do your presentation and you roll it back up.
0: See now, see that's where I start to get interested in it is in the commercial and I don't want to say business because that sounds a little weird, nah. but the idea of so let's say I'm a business traveler to to Rich's point of the I have my OLED screen under my under my 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 arm as I'm walking in I now have a 40 inch thing I can lay out on the conference room table and get high resolution and do my customer demo and all that stuff instead of having lower the screen hope they have a good projector is the projector the right resolution I get to the hotel and I want to watch or do work or whatever I can pick up a small electronic device like a mobile Mm -hmm. device like this to do email and stuff, but instead of looking at it on here with the small little keyboard, put it up on the big screen through mirroring. So I see some uses like that. I also see the idea of... uh, I know we got a story coming up about wall art, uh, digital wall art, but think about wrapping a column in one of these. Yes, you can wrap a column in LED lights. Yes, you can project onto it. You can do all those other things, but literally... Let's look at a convention center, right? You know, we put stickers on all those columns and boxes around all those columns at the convention center during Infocom. How much less expensive would it be for the facility? to just literally wrap the column. If it becomes cost effective, this medium, you know, the OLED screen and poof, you have digital signage and theming all over the place that's easier in theory to put on than having to take screens and, wrap them around or do an LED board that you wrap around. Like you said, you wrap it around, you glue it up, poof, you know, it's done and now send your image to it. So I see some of those benefits more than I see consumer. Consumer-wise, other than, like you said, being able to roll down the screen, but realistically, rolling in a live education format, rolling down the screen and having the video projector there is going to be minimally cost effective and cost savings well
1: here's where here's where it becomes interesting right um first of all it's it's one less piece of equipment that you have to to monitor and maintain secondly um it's a lot harder to for someone to throw a project basically a projection screen case on their back and walk out the door so there's you know there's a security issue with that uh, and thirdly, one thing that a lot of education places are running into is, especially with as interactive as these presentations are becoming, you have the the projection um, beam uh, issue. Yeah, where, it's. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, where the the presenter is staring into the projector.
1: Exactly. You know, so you you eliminate all of that, which is actually what the the rise of these short throws. Was. I think that's part of why right. short throws are becoming more and more popular. And you so you eliminate all of that. And you put it all right there, right right behind the, the instructor. Uh, and, and now, when, uh, you, go ahead. If
0: you can make it touchscreen,
1: Oh, jeez. As long over. as you
0: keep 3D off it. No, but <laughs> no, but make it touch screen. Yeah, you
1: make it touch, you know, you're right. You, you make it interactive like that. It's, it's a done deal.
0: You know, it's, well, it sounds funny. I was at a car dealership. I guess it was last year when I bought my car. The whole process was a 42-inch touchscreen that was the guy's desk. To sign and review all the paperwork and do it all electronically, and it was easy. And I'm sitting there going, if you can do that with an OLED, and I can bring that into a meeting and lay it down and draw and sketch on it and do all that stuff, I, I can see the business applications for the Road Warrior instead of a Pico projector. Yes. You know, bring something like this. Go ahead, Rich.
2: Oh no, I was saying that absolutely. My wife's in education, and that was the first thing that she brought up. She said, look, you know, if I can get you know, right now, you know, we have to bring our our tablets, and we've got the carts that we bring out, or every kid has to bring out their Chromebook, and then we have to sync up, and you know, we've got a projector in here, and how does she get it all up? And you know, she, you know, her thought was, you know, if I get these, I stack like eight of them, and they're maybe an inch thick all together, <laughs> hand them out, throw them on on the collaboration stations where they're yeah. working, and these kids can either have a little wireless hard drive, or, you know, a again, if it's touch screen enabled, or if not, even just a wireless keyboard. She's like. You know, that just the ability for them to move quickly and, and, and create collaborative stations. I don't yeah, that, I mean, it makes sense because if you think about it, you can sort of do it now. Yeah, you can get one of those virtual keyboards that does the IR on the table, and you yeah. can get a Pico projector, and you know, but all of the baggage that goes along with it kills the collaborative process, especially in education, right? You know, right. And there, there, are, out, there are, it takes the minutes to get out, and then you've got your, your actual instructional time in between.
0: Yeah. Now, to be fair, because we happen to own a company that makes education collaboration products, there are some products that do that. You know, this has to be an improvement on that, I think, for it to be successful. I think the touch screen and giving everyone a placemat and basically assigning kids a placemat and all that is the way to do it. And I I don't want to use the term placemat, but like you said, roll it out on the table. Yeah. Here you go, off you go.
2: And, it and helps if it you- well, and they're at and they're at 18 inches right now. I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of you know you. If you can get into that sweet spot where you're basically at the equivalent of a large laptop or even a, you know a small screen in that 19 to 26 inch range, and you're that close to it, you know you're basically taking saying that you're laying it on a table and you're within you know two to three feet of it, and even yeah. if you've got a couple of people huddled around, that's pretty cool and pretty effective. And at that point, you got to imagine with the streaming. You know, at that point, then you stream, and then you connect to a station if you do want it on a presentation. Correct. for the teachers. So.
0: And, like, I'm looking at, like, your type of business of you're laying out a custom control interface with someone and whiteboarding it, and mm. you're saving it right there on the and you can even, you know, for la- you could theoretically simulate it in real time on the table. As someone who has to carry around heavy pieces of equipment, like an amplifier <laughs> or stuff like that, if you get high-resolution HD and make a virtual rack, and be able to look at it at one to one ratio and see the connectors and all that stuff because that would be huge
2: you know the oled amplifier coming soon oh,
0: we have virtual racks for our trade shows now
1: well and that's what i was going to say Bradford. you need to work for a different company if you want lighter equipment so you know just go work for ieg you know they have they smell or or, or spsi the little boxes so
0: we we got those now we also have lights. Yes, you know, I can just also well, carry no, a Well, you have an entire control
1: company. Not. So let's let's be honest. You have an entire control company now. So let's, I got lighting now. You've got lighting. Now. You've got video. I
0: Crazy can decide stuff. what I carry. Yes.
1: By the way, how's Next the how's the, how's the how's uh, the AMX installation going in your house?
0: Uh, well, the wife <laughs> said she likes the TiVo remote better. Uh, and yes, we're joking. Yes, we're joking. <laughs>
1: Bradford works for Harman. Harman bought AMX. If I have to explain that again, it's just silly. Uh, And one real quick thing, just because I I thought of this because of Infocom and some stuff that Bradford and I have been talking about this week. You mentioned wrapping it around poles. I see that also as as a revenue generator for people like LVCC and like the Orange. What can we say? Columns. Yeah, I. I, I, I (laughs) What's wrong with pillars? Pillars just.
0: Fine. we'll move on oh, this is
1: thank here. you DJ music moving and on holding, you know
2: i'm holding a fistful of singles and hey, you know i just- didn't say pole <laughs> i said
1: pillar if i let's had
0: rewind said that and check
1: if i had said did i say pole? Forget fact i, check, did, you I didn't that? mean to say pole i meant to say pillar.
0: <laughs> the fact that both of us started laughing is all just, right I let's move on
1: speaking of Infocom harman uh you guys introduced, uh, this is from our buddy Matt D. Scott, uh, who, I'm not sure why he wrote this piece, because he never went by the Harmon booth, but that's beside the point. No, he actually did. Oh, did he? Did he make it? Yes, okay.
0: I, I actually gave him a walkthrough of the okay, entire good. product family, well, just he, like I did for you, and if Rich was there, I would have done the same for that. If any of our listeners had shown up, I would have done it.
1: Don't say that. The three of them that listen are going to come um, up to you next time. and say, I'll be the one me. in the suit. That's that's true. Um so you guys introduced something. Harman, Harman Crown introduced uh, an interesting thing, and actually uh, uh, we, we did indeed go through the Harman tour. Uh, the very first endpoint for AVB that's been certified, right? And we have to qualify all these things, right? It's not the yes. first AVB endpoint. It's the first one that has been certified as an AVB product. The very first certified AVB, AVB product was, of course, the Switch, because that makes sense uh, from Extreme Networks. Uh, so you guys released the first... Endpoint, right? Um, yeah. So let me just explain yes. a little bit about the certification.
0: Just because the when you say certified, it's Avenue Alliance, yes. which is, I forget what the acronym stands for, my apologies, but there, it's done through University of New Hampshire as a third-party interoperability lab to make sure that stuff talks together. So what this does is when you get through your certification, it means you can plug stuff from brand A into brand B, into brand C, into brand D. So, despite what some people are thinking of, oh, you can only use, let's say, BSS with Crown and Tassera with Lab Groupin and Meyer with Meyer. No, if it's Avenue certified, you yep. can use anything with anything. And I can talk about the stream setup and tear down, and all that stuff. So, the fact that this is the first certified one for Avenue Alliance means you can use various software tools to set up 1722. Out one streams and tear them down, and we can talk to the AVB Extreme switch, and you can see your stream IDs and set up reservations and all that stuff. Uh, it's been a while in the making. I've been involved with this process when I was at Crown before I moved up to Harman Pro, and it's working well. We have it working with other companies uh, as part of this this certification process. One of the big things that I like about the certification is we can't test our Stuff with our stuff,
1: and that makes so sense. So BSS
0: can't test with a Crown amplifier, and Crown can't test with the BSS product. Now we could test with other brands, and the reason I'm being obtuse about the other brands is That's because funny. we have certain confidentiality and agreements. I'm yeah. not saying we're the only ones doing it. It's just they haven't publicly released it yet. Okay, so, so let, let
1: me them. hang on for a second. Let, let me at least because I don't have you know I, I I don't have I didn't sign a confidentiality. Um, I will relay my experience with Infocom twenty thirteen, right? Um, which none of these were certified yet, because again, the very first um, Eight Avenue Alliance certified product was in February of this year. This but it the was the Extreme Switch. The really Extreme Switch. Um, it was a um, a Shure microphone. Yep. Going into a Sennheiser auto mixer, going mm-hmm. into a Yamaha board, going into a computer with Pro Tools. Yes. So uh those and that was at the booth, right? So that's that was one thing that Avenue was showing was the interoper, uh, interoperability. So I
0: thought I thought that was a uh, Avid console.
1: No, it was a Yamaha. Okay. Because Probably an Avid there. console going into Pro Tools wouldn't be very impressive. I can do that right. with Digico oh. all day long. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I forgot. But go ahead, go ahead and I... continue. I Okay. I was waiting for, for the end of your story. Well, that was it. That was, and so the first question is why, right? Why, why did Harmon do this? Why has Harmon been on, on the Avenue Alliance uh, since almost the beginning? We and, were
0: one of the founders of it. And, and why, uh,
1: why do the AMP? I mean, why do the AMP with, the, with AVB in it?
0: Uh, the AMP was based on market demands. Okay. And we've had the BSS AVV product, even though it wasn't certified, for over a year and a half. It was the first one out. Uh, however, the certification process wasn't ready, so how do you test to certify it? It was this chicken and the egg thing. Uh, okay. uh, it's part of the whole, we'll let you pick your transport. Uh, but we see the AVB as a very good technology that gives you lots of cool things. That The fact that it's open standard uh, is good, but it also it helps us in the consumer division. We're using this in automotive stuff, as has been seen previously, because being able to lower the weight in cars is a huge issue. So if you can lower your wiring infrastructure. There are other players on the the committee, such as Cisco, that we were expecting stuff coming out from, you know, the Xilinx who makes chips and uh, Marvell who makes chips. They're also very involved in it. So we're looking at this as another option now as to why we did it. Straight up, we had market demand. Uh, for the amplifiers, so we met a customer's needs. Uh, in term, uh, and that's why that went through before the BSS piece did. Okay. It was just based on the projects. Yeah. Uh, there are other companies that we're going to be interconnecting with, and they're in that process as well. But, so it goes goes around. But it's still one of these. We try to give you the. It's much like the Yamaha console has the MY cards, and the Soundcraft consoles have the the card slots of the pick your protocol. Yes. If you want to do analog, AES, AVB, Bluelink, which is our proprietary protocol, CobraNet, or Dante, you know, pick the protocol. There are advantages to AVB. There are advantages to Dante. There's advantages to CobraNet. Yep. And we can, you know, that's that's a whole podcast on its own. I think we
1: should do that. We should. I mean, seriously, no, seriously, we should. Because even... Um... Someone who I would say is is one of the biggest, um, I'm not being deferential to you, I, you guys, Harman, like I said, has been a founding member of Avenue, but, but, but Biamp has been there as well. Yep. The, one of their biggest product lines, I mean, they. I, I don't know that they did this, but it feels like they designed an entire product line, the Tessera, around yes. AVB. That even has Dante card available. Avail, right.
0: And- I can talk about some of the differences of the fact that Dante requires Dante controller to control the entire network, whereas each endpoint can talk to other endpoints directly for setting up and tearing down streams. Now, one of the things that I've seen some misunderstandings about after Infocom on a couple of the other forums I'm on is control versus digital audio transport. Okay. It's AVB is a digital audio transport. The fact that BiAmp can control lab grouping is because they are con- sharing the control protocol, not the AVB protocol. The fact that we can control Crown products and BSS products and AKG and Soundcraft because we have the HiQNet protocol. protocol. Yes. So it is truly just a protocol. Now there are some provisions in there for some basic housekeeping just like there are in CobraNet. Uh, I can set up and tear down streams on other manufacturers and that's part of the 1722.1 requirement. So we can advertise what streams we're playing. Whereas in Dante, you have to go into Dante Controller, do your cross points, and then set your routing. this, the device, can, you can make those changes on your own
1: yeah.
0: without having to go in there. But it's it's a pretty cool thing in some of the stuff it does that it allows you
1: to do. One of the well, things... And speaking ahead, as, a, yeah.
2: kind of as an outsider from this, because obviously, um, you know, Resi's is more my sweet spot, but... You know, again we're we're kind of at that that parallel that we saw in the PC industry. Somebody had to take the first step. And if you think about it, you know, again, just look at networking, you know, when you had 10 base T that were T Taps. You had star configuration. I mean, you know, networking was a whole series of different communication standards until there was enough groundswell from all of the competing manufacturers to say, it's just easier to play together at this point. And I think that more so in the commercial world than in, in the consumer world, um, it's just making more market sense at this point. Because if you're so focused on proprietary technology, you're potentially, and especially some of these companies that are so diversified as they are, like you were talking about, you know, you've got, you've got the commercial side, you've got large arena, you've got automotive. I mean, you've you got 15 different subcategories that you guys are operating in. Well, while knock yourself out if you can be in part of it, whether you're an endpoint, whether you're, you know, a starting point, whether you are an amplification side or a signal processing side. For me, it's a matter of going, finally, finally, there's at least one manufacturer who said, We can do a better job of this collectively, you know, in, in the same way. I mean, think about, you know, in the analogy I take is look at computers. You know, you used to have the FireWire, and you would have PCMCIA cards, and you would have, you know, all of these different proprietary links. Now, how many people just say, "Ah, yeah, either use ESB or Ethernet, and we call it a day," you know? Yeah. I mean, that—that's the whole point. And where these com- and these companies haven't gone away, these companies have just simply diversified and have been able to focus on creating the value-added services, as opposed to we're going to go ahead and lock everything in our own little sandbox. So, you know, the ability to grab Dante and AVB, and and, and and we're seeing it even in, in some of the other companies. I mean, obviously with the acquisition of, of AMX by Harman, that adds a new wrinkle to things, but, you know, Crestron and Dante are now, you know, are, are going to be working together. I mean, so it is it is fortunately the, the necessary evolution of how this... Um, how these these disparate products need to start working together. Because the fact is, is that the consumers, the facilities managers, all the decision makers aren't buying the story anymore. And that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. Is that we had manufacturers for the longest time saying, well, it's our in- intellectual property, and this is what we do that makes us special. And yeah. this is how we differentiate ourselves in the market. And if we don't do it this way, well, then you know we're opening ourselves up for other companies to put us out of business. And the uh, and the decision makers are going, so <laughs> And if you notice we do both.
0: You can do proprietary closed loop or you can do open. And I think it's the market's gonna decide. Exactly yeah. like you said. The market's gonna decide. When people go, Why are you doing all the different transports? We're letting you guys decide how you want to do it. We're just gonna give you a nice big box of crayons. Used to be sixty four colors, then we <laughs> added a couple more, we're up to the hundred and twenty eight. I'm hoping to get the two fifty six soon because I want do we have, know, have
1: the the, the, the uh, crayon sharpener. The in sharpener? The yes.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Okay.
1: Uh, but, real quick, Rich, I, I want to—I don't want to gloss over this because you do live primarily in the residential world, I, and I could very well be mistaken here, or, or I may, you know, have on a pair of rose-colored glasses when it comes to AVB. However, when it comes to larger installations, right, um, multi-level homes or homes spread out over different. Um, different wings, homes that, that a lot of times that, that you're you're dealing with, you know, to you know, you've three. got
2: outbuildings, you know, you've got
1: the pool house. Yes, you exactly. The, you've got, you know, does um, this not make sense campers. for them? I mean does not does A V B not make sense in, in that in those it, aspects?
2: It completely makes okay. sense. I mean the problem that we have right now, again, it's it's you know, I, I mean I can I can give you a perfect example. I mean this was God, when was this? Nineteen ninety eight, oh. nineteen ninety nine. Um we were working on a project in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. It was a horse farm. Huge campus. It was like nine buildings. Um, we had to bring out bulldozers and excavators, and we had to lay fiber trenches between these buildings because we had a centralized rack. You know, We had this yeah. huge major switcher. And the only way that we could do it was we had to, and, and think about that, fiber 16 years ago <laughs> um it was not, it was it was not a small venture no. at the time um and so the ability you know for us to be able to look and say yeah absolutely you know you add this other building you can either go you know you can still go glass in between the two buildings or you can go ahead and and you can go with an ethernet cable in between the two and you've got sufficient bandwidth if you're just talking audio um but at that point, then you start thinking about the bandwidth and you start going, well, what if you did go wireless? You know, I mean, we still have latency issues. I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing, it's, you know, I've told the story before that um, Ruckus Wireless, who makes um, wireless controllers, their original start was a company called Video 54, which I consulted for. And their whole reason for coming into existence originally was trying to figure out how to do wireless audio and video. And the issues that we, they found out at that time were the whole latency issues, yeah. and that's where they started figuring out about the multi-in, multi-out um, configurations to go ahead and be able to kind of reroute the signal whenever it sees problems coming through. So, you know, kind of coming back to this, where it ties into residential, absolutely. You know, and, and it's even more so, even with just a standard home at that point, which is here's your network, here is your Dante or AVE or AVB or, or, or whatever technology flavor of the month you have as long as you've got these right endpoints in between, that's kind of the promise. That's been the promise that companies have been trying to make to the consumer technology at at this point, which is you just plug it in and it works. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a whole lot more to it. But if there's at least one more step that helps streamline that process, you know, 15 years ago, you know, look at the penetration of high-speed Internet. Look at it now. 15 years ago, look at the residential, you know, the concept of the residential computer network was a foreign thought. Now, you know, again, 1999, you're heading in at Target and you're good to go. Um, So, you know, and we've talked about it before. It's it's not only the technology. It's not only the fact of being in the home. It's the consumer. The consumer themselves, this generation that's coming up, is going to expect it. They will not have the tolerance for the stories that have been going on in the AV industry for the past 60 years. You can already see it. They're just not putting up with it because they can see based on how the technology industry is moving that a lot of times these manufacturers are absolutely digging in their heels. You know, I've gone on record several times, absolutely digging in their heels until the last possible minute because it changes the way that they've always done business. It changes the way they do business. Well, they're probably going to – the fear at that point is we're going to lose money and we don't want to lose money. And so it it it's it, this irrational fear almost. It happens from um, from a cultural standpoint, from you know the manufacturer themselves. And and you know again, I, like I said, I, I commend them for these companies that are saying, you know what, somebody's got to do it. It might as well be us. Yeah. You know, and you know it, it takes somebody it to does. go ahead and work their way through the industry.
1: And oddly enough, it takes it takes a big group of people because it's not just one or two. It's Avenue Alliance is, is a very large organization with a lot of. Well-established companies, so you know, Harman is, is a, again among them. Uh, all right, uh, we'll take a short break here and uh, and talk about our buddies over at mid Atlantic. Um, we got to hang out with with Becky Villarreal. They got a couple awards uh, while we're at, at Infocom this this year. If you want, you can check out uh, check out our booth tour of of that. You get to see Becky, uh, and we got to see the uh, the new credentials they have. Uh, a couple years ago, they they introduced them. They're called the new C5 series. They got a bunch of new different uh, overlay options. In addition to their FlexView display solution, I'm, I'm kind of smirking because I had some fun with it. One of the the uh, uh, one of the skews on it allows What's you. What's a scale? Oh, be because... skew is okay. So skew is um, it is a ver... different version of a particular product. I know a that's a stock not... keeping unit. It's stock keep. Oh, okay. So that w- that is an actual acronym. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go.
0: Sorry, I interrupted because I have the rule. Because it's an and
1: acronym, and you can't use an acronym unless you know what it means. BFD. Sorry, Becky Duck. BFD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the this SKU of the FlexView display solution... Uh, has a button on the back and allows you to go up and down and up and down and up and down it was cool it was fun so uh, so yeah they have they have displays they have display solutions uh, three are different models of them uh, one has this has a very large uh, base to it it's built for video conferencing systems uh, it doesn't have one built in it doesn't have a battery backup built in but it has places for it um, again they have the one that has the the uh, the, the uh, motorized up and down has a place in the back so you can install product it's very very cool uh and again the c5 series uh, credenzas tons more um uh colors tons more options to, to do it it's still the same great credenza that they've had for three for three or four years now uh four i think four new colors on it um, if you didn't get a chance to go to Infocom or didn't you know, get a chance to go by their booth, go by their website, uh, middleatlantic.com or go to our YouTube page uh, or our website, uh, where we, again, where we have the, uh, the middle Atlantic, uh, booth tour. So thanks to, to Becky and, and, and thanks to middle Atlantic, uh, go by the website again, middle middle Atlantic products. What great systems are built on. Uh, all right guys, couple of more minutes here. And so that's why I'm going to bounce around. Um, this story here, I, I, I'm asking both of you because both of you have been around the world uh, a couple different times. And uh, this here's here's the question for this, right? Uh, this comes from ameinfo.com. Mall of America, or the mom said, Mall of the World uh, to transform Dubai into a tourist, economic, and cultural hub. They are making the world's biggest mall, and that's kind of why I slipped and said Mall of America. It will be much bigger than the U.S.'s. Um, Mall of America, our, our biggest mall. Uh, here's the question for you. So I'm going to just take a wild stab and say <clears throat> they're going to need a couple speakers in this system, probably a couple amplifiers. Actually, probably a really good job for, a- <laughs> for AVB. Um, how do you get this job? And, and maybe not this job specifically. But, Rich, uh, I have long been an admirer of, of you, your work but not only that but your work ethic and the types of jobs that you get to do. So, we'll start with you. How do you get stuff like this? How do you get involved with jobs like this? Is it reading the trade magazines? Is it is it connecting with contractors or is it even before that where you get in really good with a really cool architect and and you get to know them very well and they get to know and appreciate your work. But how do you get how do you get on the inside of these jobs um, as an integrator or a design consultant or a programmer, um, how do you get in, into jobs like this?
2: Well, I think there's two sides to it. You've got kind of the macro view, and then you've got the micro view of, of where you work in. Um, obviously, and, and Bradford will attest to this, that normally a project like this, um, there will wind up being a very large design firm and consultant who will be involved in the project, and they will be responsible for the master plan. Within that master plan, um, hopefully, you know, from a manufacturer standpoint, you're hoping to be on, on, on the short list. Yep. Um, from, the, con- from the contractor standpoint, you're hoping to be on the preferred list or at least the hey, somebody dropped diamond called me list. <laughs> yep. um, then you go down even further. Within these large design firms, you then have associates and these associates may be responsible for different segments. Some will be responsible for the control side, the audio side, the acoustic side, dot, dot, dot. Um, so at that point, maybe it's somebody you've worked with in the past. Maybe it isn't. I mean, take a look at ballparks. You know, there's like three companies that build ballparks. That's
1: it. Yeah, and one of them <laughs> you know, sucks. And one of them, and one of them does most of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one that usually sucks, but that's beside the point.
2: Hey, 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 I like them.
1: <laughs> you, you love Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
2: does it so, start, so does it start with an H?
1: That. I'm just asking.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I think Brad can probably chime in a little bit more kind of on that macro side, which is the, when you need 10,000 of these things, right? So that's kind of the master community view. The other side that actually, you know, I would say that would be the majority of the people who kind of get in on this podcast or, or, you know, trying to figure out how do I do it. You're actually on, on the micro level, which is there's going to be tenants who are in these places. So, you know, you do have your Pottery Barn or you do it, you know, the, the the Dubai equivalent of Pottery Barn or the Dubai equivalent
1: of. Um,
0: Which is actually uh, a Pottery Barn having been there. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that Pottery Barn is quite um, in, in a plunk compliance with, with either Sharia or, uh, or the uh, the other. Islamic you, you, you
0: say that, but I also went to McDonald's and Pizza Hut and Burger King and KFC there. There are it's not everything has to be. There's pockets. There there are pockets and commerce wins,
2: mm-hmm. right. um, Where I would see that a lot of the integrators, because again, it's it, this thing's massive. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's it's a mini city. So there's going to within be a, within hundreds, a city. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of independent companies that are in there, who some will need digital signage, or some will need music. Oh. You know, flexible
1: uh, OLEDs. <laughs>
2: they'll need exactly, um, you know, or they'll they'll need point of sale help and so all the things. So, at that point, you know, your relationship becomes almost on on the individual um, uh, business owner standpoint. And and again, like anything else, that project will be getting, you know that project begins another project begins another project. Um, you know, I bring up a, a client, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, when we started out, he was actually he gave me my break in the industry. Um, that's kind of how his business model ran is that when we first started out 20 something odd years ago, we were installing speakers. You know, I mean, it was like a a retailer would sell these in wall speakers and we'd install them and um, he would wind up befriending the owner of a company that started small, you know, with a company in San Francisco that then became 10 companies, then became 50 companies, then became 500 companies and the same layout that started in San Francisco Step in a repeater? Yeah. Exactly. It's and so, um, you know, n- always keep working, always keep talking, and, and, you know, how do you do it? You say what you do, you do what you say, you get it done, you know, um, you undercommit, you overprovide, you keep somebody rings to, to call you back, and, you know, I wish there was some kind of magical formula. But then, yeah, you got to put you, you put in the work. You know, and from the manufacturer
1: standpoint, I think Bradford can probably pipe in a lot better than I can. All right, Bradford. Yeah, from, so, from the manufacturer standpoint, how do you guys get involved?
0: So for us, it starts at the consultant and developer level and the architect level. So by the time this is announced, they've already got someone who said this building is going to cost you X billions of dollars. You know. And of that, this percentage will be AV, and of that, this percentage will be facility infrastructure, and this will be equipment, and this will be my consultant fee. And I'm not <laughs> saying that to be mean, but you're paying for expertise. So there are a couple of consultants in the world that can do projects of this scale. Same same reason there are a couple sports consultants that can do many of the same sporting jobs around the world because they understand running a sports stadium, consultants understand running a mall, an airport, you know, pick your, your venue. As the manufacturer, we go in and we talk with the consultants and start asking them what problems they have and how can we solve them. And this is you'll see this in product development. You'll see product schedules change as a result of some of these commitments, you know, and products accelerated because of meaning to meet these schedules. You know, this is twenty twenty that they say they want to have it open, but there are other projects where it's five years or three years, but it's a long term project. Whereas a lot of people look at it as, okay, let me just go in and this will take me about three months to install. No, this is, you're shepherding this from beginning to end. You're partnering. You're talking about how you have better widgets, how you can solve the customer's problems, the partnerships with them, and working all the way through. And it's a very fine line to walk because as the manufacturer, we don't want to overstep what the consultant's doing we don't want to overstep what the contractor's doing we want you know we need to to solve their problems and you work all the way through and you start talking with them about custom products that they need or modifications to products and then you start looking at at you know literally thousands upon thousands of pieces and you just go you know okay you're going to order 10,000 of these and you want them in a custom color Sure. sure tell us what color oh you want five of them Let's work on, and so there is. This is a true partnership on a project of this size, and you follow it all the way through. And oftentimes, you start to interact with the contractors. Of the the consultants will say, "Who do you have in the area that's done projects with this? Who do you have that's done this?" And to be honest, this is where some of the benefits of working for large companies help. Of if you're going to spend a couple billion dollars on this new mall, do you want to work with a smaller company that's not as financially stable or a larger company. so there's a whole lot of stuff in there and this is why a lot of times you see a lot of the same companies going over and over again because they can bond for two or three million dollars. They can they have the staff to be able to handle this. So you you watch it all the way through the project. There are projects I've been working on I literally you know I've been working on for three years and it's not going to be finished for another two years. No contractors involved yet, but I still have to work and think through and make sure they have, They have the issues they need solved. Okay, so So
1: let me me ask this real real quick because you you you've said this a couple times about your long range projects. And as a design consultant in in my in my real job, uh, part of of what Innovad does is we're a design consultancy, not to this level yet, but it was you know. we're getting there. Um, Once you're done installing the AMX system in my house, then (laughs) then I'll be then I'll be at that level. (laughs) Uh, so you, you're talking about you know lead times of two, three, five years. Mm-hmm. Good God, this is not the 1970s where we're going to have VG. We're not going mean, to have VGA yet. Where we're going to have composite for another ten, fifteen years. We've all sat and and, and have felt some of the uh, the rug burn of the way technology has moved the last couple of years. How the heck do you do that I, I, and still That's- stay? competent and still stay stay consistent when you open the doors and they're not two, three years behind technology-wise?
0: So when you start talking about a five-year project, you start at concepts of okay. the, we're going to do, we want a video screen here, and we want to be able to have a band play here, and we want that when you walk into the mall, there's a little chime that says, you're parked in, you know, lot seven, please remember where you're parked, and stop by the Oasis here to get your beverages and you know all that stuff. So you so start overviewing like
1: like big, a, big a truly big conceptual. Big
0: yeah, the and then then the consultants typically start with the okay, let's put infrastructure. In. I don't know what's going in the conduit yet, but I know I need a conduit of at least this size based on current technology. Okay. So you start doing that, and then it comes back to the, the most hated words in any project. These are the two dirtiest words you'll ever hear on a project. Value engineering.
1: <laughs> I, I just did that last week.
0: <laughs> but so, but then you go through and you start going. Okay, you know, at the current uh, the
2: price, in, in, when, when you're when you're actually out there, the, the 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 other two bad words are field verify. Oh,
1: yes. see, I thought the, the owner, words, I thought the I thought the bad word order. was owner was owner uh, supplied equipment.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but so you start going with the. And then you start talking to the manufacturers of the, what technology is coming. You know, before we released this AVB amp, we already had customers that were interested in it.
1: And you knew you were doing it, so you could... We
0: partnered with them and said, oh, you need this technology by that timeline. And we, you know, I'm not trying to be obtuse, but just there's uh-huh. confidentiality Absolutely. and discreteness you have to have. Of the, You talk with them and go, what projects are you working on? What problems can I solve for you? Oh, you're looking for something that will do 64 channels of audio... Down a half inch, a half inch conduit. Let me go talk to my engineers. We got this thing called AVB. We got this thing, you know, called Flugelnet. I know it's your favorite network protocol. It is. <laughs> you know that'll do that. So you start talking with them, and then usually, sometime between when the project breaks ground and when the project makes their purchases, a good consultant and good team, not just for AV but for everything, will have a technology update. There's a more 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 efficient water chiller LED lights are better than compact fluorescence because they've made these leaps and bounds yeah. so that's usually somewhere in there if you start making those decisions and then you just keep updating but you try to do the okay I have a two inch conduit I have a four inch conduit I know what I have now will fit in it the bigger problems are okay if I want to put a speaker cluster here I need steel in the roof so I don't know what speakers I'm doing yet because the acoustics aren't done but I'm going to take a guess of my cluster is going to weigh 10,000 pounds. And I want to put up a, a light, an OLED screen that rolls down in 3D and I can put stuff on it. That would be awesome. Oh, I need a PowerPoint there and there. So you start with the what's the overview. And you get more and more detail as things get on. Yes. And it sounds like a joke, but I've literally been on projects where I'm at the one-to-one scale model of the, oh, look, there's a, that's a good spot for a speaker. Let's add one. Oh, look, there's a conduit three feet away. So it's a very long process. The key is the partnership of communication. I, there are some people I work with, I call them once a week, and literally the conversation is, anything I need to worry about? Any change? Nope. Cool. See you next week. There are other ones, they want to talk once every six months. And as the consultant, as the contractor, as the manufacturer, you need to work with people and see how they work best. And you'll, it's one of these things of if you're the contractor going, ooh, they just broke ground, you got to start sowing those seeds beforehand. It's kind of like when you find out about, and I'm, I'll use another thing as an example. When you find out about a church that's doing fundraising for a new building, that's when you start talking with them, not when they break ground because they've already spent that money before they've broken ground. So you yeah. got to start on the process at the very beginning as soon as you get get wind of it. And the big thing is, as Rich said, work hard and do good work. There, one of the things I see oftentimes. In my previous life as a contractor and now as, as a manufacturer, people forget you're leaving the biggest calling card in the world behind when you walk away from a project. It's your system. It's your system. Yeah. Is it good documentation? Is it, does it work? Did you call them up 30 days afterwards to make sure they didn't have any problems? One of the things that I'm, I'll just assume Rich does, I, I don't know, I know a bunch of control programmers do this, give the homeowner, give the client, give the restaurant operator the control system for 90 days then come in and make adjustments instead of saying yeah. here it is final and that's kind of where you start to get your wins and we do the same thing as a manufacturer of are things working what problems did you have that we can solve for you you know and the big thing that I think everyone doesn't like and I say this you know you don't want to be that guy who comes in and goes hey what's it gonna take to get you in a sound system today <laughs> i'll throw in the undercoating oh, you know geez. it's a partnership you, a lot of times people forget that if your customers <laughs> don't succeed
1: you don't succeed sorry i just i imagined bradford in a really bad polyester suit and <laughs> just, oh good yeah very nice very nice yeah two thumbs up all right uh very good words so so you integrators and and can design consult actually design consultants don't listen um because you guys all you yeah, know never mind that's the, the competitive side of but, me. But
0: but to, but to be serious, it, this sounds funny. I've seen yes. consultants on these five year projects and contractors on these five year projects forget their five year projects and not budget effectively. Oh. If you have to go to a project management meeting once a week for two years, and it takes you three hours, at that meeting, you're now at you know three hundred hours. Yep. That's you know a whole bunch of money, especially if you put in transit and all that stuff. Yep. You know, you got to think about some of this stuff.
1: Absolutely. All right, um, CEDIA uh, is a show that I personally have never been to. What's uh, it stand for? I don't know. But Electronic it's product design and installation. Thank as you. As we...
2: Thank you, Rich.
1: The home of the Eskies. Yeah, uh, could me explain.
2: by like three quarters of a second. <laughs> 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 we, we we have that with Bill
1: Cordelli. Yes. Oh, we also we'll have we have that.
0: to say. Before we have to say hi to Chris Neto, he's already commenting on the Twitter
1: oh. about and and your fine folks in Salt Lake City, the the people yeah. in Harmon that are watching from Salt Lake City. So but, yeah. um, apparently so-
0: he says we need to bleep the term value engineering.
1: Well, we do. It's it's a dirty word. Um, it's not one of George Carlin's seven dirty words, but it is a dirty word. Um, you told me I'm not allowed to use those. <laughs> so I I don't care if you do. I, I you and I no longer are under the FCC's um, um, thumb. Sweet. Yeah. One thing I learned about Bradford in this past week is that he used to work in radio too. So um, you know the FCC's the devil. Before yeah, um,
2: you two started talking about wrapping poles.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know what? I had it nothing was, to I, do with that. Anyhow, Cedia, please let me get through this. Um, so, Aviation is going. Uh, we're we're going to go cover uh, Cedia. Um, here's the thing, and it's not that I don't like Cedia or, or don't you know do anything. I, I don't live in the world of residential. I, I live in a house, but you know what I mean. Um, but but a lot of our people do. You know, obviously Rich Fagoza, a buddy of mine for, for three years now, that's where he lives. You know, Matt Scott, a, a great great friend of and and our webmaster at at, at Aviation lives in residential uh todd anthony puma that's where he lives you know uh, heather sidorwitz this is where these folks live and Cedia is their show not that info comes on a great show they go to that too but that is more, the more pro and, and and commercial side and Cedia is you know it, it's the residential so uh actually uh chris netto started some ruckus on on twitter and uh had a very nice conversation with the folks at Cedia. They said, yes, we'd love to have you. And so we're going to go out and cover it. Uh, we're going to do uh, AV week uh, from there. Um, so Mr. Fergoza, you know, Buffer the head and, and and get your camera. Be ready. For your I've close-up. already I've already
2: changed my uh, my tagline just to just since nice. we're announcing yes. it. Now now that we can officially announce yes. that we will be there.
0: Will it still um, be an AV selfie or is it going to be a CE selfie? Well, that's or what, the thing the is is here? a lot
1: of because if you if you haven't don't know what the AV selfie is, go to our webpage or our our YouTube page. Uh, we did an AV selfie video, right? Uh, Phil Cordell did a parody song of the Chainsmokers song "Selfie" AV selfie. For infocom talked with him last night uh he is working on a cdia version of the uh of the a v selfie um parody so there's a very good chance that uh everyone going to Cedia can take their their a v selfies and, and we will be working with um with our friends uh out uh, out new jersey way to to hopefully uh play it on their on their display again uh, i'm not sure if they'll it'll if that display will be in four k or not but uh so yeah, so we're gonna go to Cedia. We hope that, that those of you that are interested in in commercial or in, in residential we're gonna go to. One thing though, uh is the Cedia Awards. Um and there are a number of different ones. I'll put a link on on this on the website. Um, but there is the Lifetime Achievement Award, which I will I'll nominate George Tucker because he's been around forever and a day. Uh <laughs> the young professional of the year, which is none of us here. <laughs> So, you know, that's just, yeah, wrong. Uh, manufacturer's representative of the year. Uh, I know a couple that should and a couple that should be the opposite of that. Um, so if you're, if you're interested in, in doing anything with, with that, uh, I believe the deadline is this week. So uh, go. Uh, we'll, we'll put a post on, on our page to this. The deadline The deadline yes. for the
2: uh, designer and, and technical awards has passed.
1: Has just passed. Okay. You know, has passed. But the yes. other ones are, have not passed yet, though. No.
2: The okay. other ones, yeah, the other ones are, uh, internally nominated. Okay. So, um, but when you get to CDIA, we do have a Cedia Awards banquet, um, where the winners will be announced as well as the, uh, 2014 Cedia Fellow will be announced. Um, I know that, uh, the 2013 Cedia Fellow, Jeremy, uh, uh, Glowacki from Residential Systems will probably be in attendance. Okay, cool. So, um, and it's a good time. It's a, it's a, it's a great party. And, um, Terms of the selfie as, as part of the CD social media team, I think we might be able to arrange uh, getting the word you out. You got
1: in the other yeah. selfie. I, 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 put, I put this on Twitter yesterday. I'm, I was watching, I was listening to it actually to, to hear it, what changes that Phil would have to make. And I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, that's for Goza. For, for because it wasn't <laughs> nowhere near Vegas. and, and It's I, no party Rich, uh, but an Uncle Richie party. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: as I was going say, didn't we tell the story how Rich and I can control the world of audio remotely? Yes. We are the two most important people in the entire world. are. Just ask my ego. It'll tell you. <laughs> or you know, your I wife. I showed
2: up. It's like I showed up and I wasn't even there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that s- photo was – taken at the CD Awards banquet in 2012, I think. Oh, wow. So either 2012 2013. So yeah. there's an inception moment for you right there. It
1: was. Very nice. So, yeah, so you're coming out to CDA, hang out with us. Um, and there's a lot of nice folks that are, that are covering it as well. Uh, CN will be there. Um, our buddies at EH uh, with CE Pro, which is, you know, Rich Rich does uh, work with uh, and most. I think the, uh, Rave, Rave goes out there as well, uh, just not as, as big as, as Infocom. Same with right. us. I mean, we, we won't we won't nearly have nearly the, the same people. So Might, uh,
0: The other half of my company will be there, so definitely make sure you see them. Which is? It would be Harman Consumer. Okay. It would be Harman Kardon, Mark Levinson. Uh, the and, AMX?
1: And, and AMX? And AMX. So. Uh, and there's also talk uh, that they're trying to get me to do an, an AV tweet-up um, party. So... We're trying to figure that out. If you don't know what that is, uh, last couple of years, Aviation and, and some very nice sponsors, um, AMX being one of them, uh, has put together basically a a networking event right, uh, during one of the nights of Infocom. And so uh, it's a very good possibility that as long as we can get you know all the I's dotted and T's crossed and figure out actually where to do it, uh, there's a good chance that we'll, we'll do a tweet up there as well. So... So yeah, CEDIA uh, 2014 Denver. Uh, the dates are the 11th through the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of if, September. Of September, yes. Thank you. Uh, if you're a football fan, there is a home game for the Broncos on the 14th. So, um, if you're a baseball fan, you're out of luck because they're actually in St. Louis that week, which is odd. Uh, so there you go. Go to, if you're if you're in residential, go to CEDIA. Uh, all right, gentlemen, that is going to do it uh, for this week. Mr. Bradford Ben from Harmon, the main part and the most important part and the most prompt part of the Bradford and Matt show. Where can people find you or find out more about you and your lovely podcast?
0: Uh, so there is bradfordben.com There is Harmon or sorry, info.harmon.com or info.harmonpro.com.
1: Don't you have a Harmon email address or
0: <laughs> there's Bradford.ben at Harmon.com. You didn't have to do that. There's me at Bradford, There's Twitter. Twitter Bradford Ben. There you go. Google Plus.
1: Yes. Bradford Ben. Uh,
0: Tumblr. Bradford Ben. You still
1: have a Tumblr? I thought they got bought. Yeah, I still they, have it. Doesn't I thought they have closed it down. Oh, okay.
0: Photos dot bradfordben dot com. Nice. You know from all my pictures. Uh, let's see. I I'm launching another website in a couple of weeks, probably uh, as a result of the AV tweet-up, Actually. Really. That happened at in Infocom.
1: Yes. What What do you? This can you be, say?
0: Yeah, it's not there's no content there, but feel free to stop by. Uh Matt was try Matt Scott was trying to explain me to someone else. And I said, You see, you have to understand I don't like anybody, but I like people. I like a person, I don't like people. Okay. You know, the idea of people in general, you know. People, go to apparent, an airport, yes. it's crowded, you go to a baseball game, it's crowded, you know. The global populace can get tiresome. Yes. But I'm very nice to people as you've seen.
1: Yes, very nice.
0: So the best description I've ever heard of me is I am the benevolent misanthrope.
1: Very nice.
0: So I now have that domain and I'm trying to figure out what to do with
1: it. You should do a so, a a, ma- a mocked up version of you as Maleficent.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> Especially with that goatee. What I mean, don't you don't break any con- don't break any copyright laws or anything. I'm just, you know, it's, it it it's a parody, you know. Yes. All right. Uh now that I, I have the, Now that I have an image of you and Angelina Jolie mashed together in my head, we're going to move on to to Mr. Percoza. Uh, Mr. Percoza I, I need
0: Natal. I need Natal.
1: Mr. Percoza, thank you so much sir. Yes, go, if you if you're registering for Cedia, please type in code C C Expo, yeah, so
2: expo.cedia.net online registration, use Cedia code CT3 and uh, help Uncle Richie Get, uh, get on his way to being a top Cedia tweep.
1: What do you guys get for that, by the way?
2: Uh, bragging cool rights. gifts, like a steak dinner. Oh, very nice. <laughs> like, well, no, they, I, I think uh, they take care of airfare and a couple other things, but mostly bragging rights. Very nice. and,
0: and we do have to give, give Rich a shout out since you were talking about the forming of Aviation. Yes. When many of us met up for the first time at Cedia in Indianapolis, Rich bought us all dinner.
1: Very which nice. Was very
0: magnificent of them. So, well. That was, what, two years ago, three years ago? Three years ago.
2: Three years so. ago. It was, it was a good time had by all. Okay.
0: So. Uh, it was at Taco Bell, but he still bought. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
2: they could only order from the 29-cent menu. Yes. That was, yeah. you know, and, and, <laughs> and that's
1: how long ago it was. Taco Bell still had a 29-cent <laughs> menu. All right. Uh, so, Mitch Fagoza, Fagoza.design.com, CT3 for the Cedia Expo code uh, anything else for uh, for you or how people can find you at or...
2: our Frigosa, pretty much type my name in into the interwebs and it shows up on the Facebooks and the Google plus and uh, the podcasts. so uh, yeah it's about it
1: all right uh, my name is Tim Albright don't follow me in any way shape or form uh, if you're interested in the company I work for it's Navad.com. but more importantly for me and everybody here at AV Nation go by the website please Matt Scott does an awful lot of hard work on it, uh, he even takes suggestions from the Peanut Gallery. <laughs> Yesterday, Bradford Ben sends he and I an email says, "Hey, there's no search function on your on your website." Within a couple hours, there was a search bar <laughs> on our website. So you know, if he, he's nothing if not responsive to stuff like that. Uh, Although
0: he was late to the podcast, he was late but to but the we're podcast. Still for that, him to show up to this episode, yes,
1: um, hoping that it's, it's the Bradford and Matt Show um yeah. so we have now have a search feature on our on our website we also have something that we're, we're, we're kicking around right uh it's a newsletter well on the website it's a sign up for a newsletter but it's a it's something we're kicking around uh because we're starting to get more and more bloggers and and the content we've got a lot of stuff going on so basically it's it's to keep you informed right if you're interested in what we're doing and uh, you either don't do Twitter or you you're, you don't do it a lot because that's pretty much where we where we push stuff out to is Twitter and, and Facebook. Uh, it's just another way for us to keep you informed about what we're doing. So if you're interested in that, if you go by the website on the right-hand side, uh, there's a sign-up for the newsletter. So um, go by there. And make check sure it you out.
0: tell them that I sent you. Make sure you the... tell
1: them that Bradford Ben sent you. There is not a field for that, but <laughs> feel free to just kind of put that in your last name, I guess. I'll you, have
0: Matt add that to the You know,
1: site. Rich Fragosa slash Bradford Ben sent me. You could do that, you know. So yeah, so, yeah check, check that out if you would, please. Uh, tons of stuff from Infocom. Um,
2: we'll, we'll have a new show, Uncle Richie and the Yes, uh, Benevolent Benevolent
1: <laughs> Say that <laughs> five times fast. Uh, so yeah, avnation.tv, avnation.tv, this program, and tons of others. So check it out if you would, please. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week. <laughs>